Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year. And today we're covering Job's 31, Job, not Job's, not plural, Job 31, 32. And yes, my friends, Revelation, Revelations 1. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yep, I'm really excited about this. We're going to go there. and But there's a few things that we need to just kind of kind of like set the stage. Well, first of all, that whole the whole word revelation, if you think about what it is, it's like you didn't know something and then it was revealed to you. That's a revelation. So when you um, read the book of Revelations, you're going to learn something you didn't know before and it's going to be revealed to you. But guess what? When you read it again later, there's going to be something else you didn't know that's going to be revealed to you. So it's a constant revelation. And that's why someone can read this, this particular book, well, the whole entire Bible, over and over and over and over for centuries. And still, it's just as alive um, now as before. So that's the same thing that applies with the book of Revelations. So who wrote it? John. They believe the, the same John that wrote the Gospel of John, but it's possible that it was a different John. We do know that a John wrote it. Um, and it was written for the seven churches, the seven churches that were in the area of Asia, and that is considered current day Turkey. So it's these um, churches that were in what we know as Turkey. Um, what else? There's, you're going to, so when, okay, so you want to set the intention. You want to set the intention of how you're going to jump into the book of Revelations. Most people, oh no, I don't want to read Revelations. It's too scary. Or, oh, I don't understand it. It's confusing. Um, those are typically the reasons that people don't want to read Revelations. They don't understand it or they're afraid of things being revealed to them that they don't want to know and that will put fear. That's kind of a silly thought because in reality, um, when you when God reveals himself, the more you know God, the more you learn then you're not going to have more fear. You're going to have more what? Peace, joy, love, understanding. And um, so that's what we're going to look for. We're not going to look for, oh, now I'm scared. Because whatever you look for, you're going to find. But if you look for the revealing of God's true nature, that good will always conquer evil, no matter how bad the world looks for you right now, from your perspective, no matter how bad the world really is, you have to have this assurance that good will conquer evil and that God will be victorious. You have to just know that. And the book of Revelations gives you that certainty if you're looking for that. But if you're looking for, oh, the world is going to end, well, then you're going to have that too. You're going to have the fear. But also understand that you're going to read the whole book of Revelations and you might go, well, I didn't get it. Right. Obviously, you won't get it the first time because it's going to constantly reveal itself. And remember, the Bible is a living, breathing, alive, spiritual speaking um, text. So you're going to read it and it's going to reveal itself to you as you are ready as you are capable of understanding. Because as we know, God is way more magnanimous than we can ever fathom. 
But the book of Revelations is revealing more and more to the degree that we can handle it, to the degree that we can understand. So as long as you accept that, you can read it just out of curiosity. You can read it by just saying, well, I want to say that I've read it once. Or you can read it and just dig deep and go like meditate on it and pray on it and talk to other people about it to really get a deep understanding if you choose. So that's my preface for the book of Revelations. Um, So my intention is to look for um, encouragement, clarity, hope, because yeah, the world is really dark right now. And um, some looking for hope and just a deeper understanding than, than a previous time I read. Okay. So we start off chapter one where, um, it's just kind of setting the stage for who Jesus is. This message is coming from Jesus and just proving the authority that he had and who he was. Blessed is the one. Oh, and this is really cool. I never read, I don't remember reading this, but it says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Have you ever read the book of Revelations out loud? Well, I think this verse would encourage you to do that. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of his pro- of this this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take it take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Okay, these kind of words, you can let it give you fear or you can go well, the time has always been near. You don't know the the time. And some people read it like trying to decipher when is when is Jesus coming? Don't try to decipher it. Many theologians have tried to do that. You're not going to be able to figure it out. It's been clear that we will not know the day or the time. Um, but what a blessing it is to read this out loud, right? Apparently. So then it's to the seven churches. Yes, yes, yes. We know that. Grace and peace to you. How he's introducing the letter. Um and who was, oh, no, 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 grace and peace to you from him, from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. So this prophecy is from God, the spiritual realm, from Jesus, just this to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us the king made us to be a kingdom ooh made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his god and father to him be glory and power forever and ever there's a kingdom in heaven there's a kingdom here we are to be a kingdom remember i said you are the sons and daughters of a king and we are a kingdom We don't understand that because we don't live much in a kingdom kind of structure. But if we understand that, then you know who you are and you know your power and authority. Um, Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the people on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Okay. Um, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So the Alpha and the Omega is the beginning and the end of the Greek alphabet. So he's the beginning and the end, like two bookends. <laughs> um, okay, so John, he is in this island called Patmos, very small island. We think he was sent there by the Romans because of his preaching. They had to get rid of him. So he's on this island and he hears a loud voice, like the sound of a trumpet. And the voice says, 
Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Ludicia. Those are the churches. Okay, very clearly he heard a voice. Write this down. Send it to the churches. The groups of people. I turned around to see the voice and speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. Obviously, those represent the seven churches we were just talking about. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to the feet with the golden sash around the chest. Well, we know the son of man, as the previous books in the New Testament, was Jesus. The the hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and the eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of a rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. Don't really know what those are. And coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. If you're trying to create a visual of what Jesus looked like, then all of a sudden you imagine a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. That kind of messes up your vision. It did for me, but we're just going to go with it. His face was like the sun shining in its brilliance. Oh, okay. Now things just got even like you're trying to put this piece together, this vision. Um, because our brains think in vision. So we're going to just naturally do that. Um, when I saw him, I, t- I fell to my feet, to his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand, more symbolism, meaning the right hand. You're going to find a lot of symbolism in the book of Revelations, of course, as in the whole Bible. Um, figurative language, of course. Some people read it, the book of Revelations, as a poetic book. But we don't want to do that because we know there's truth and revelations. Otherwise, why would they call the book Revelation if we, things weren't going to be revealed to us? So then he placed his right hand on, my, on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. Okay, that's clear. Jesus is no longer dead. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, again, pointing out the right hand, and the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. We don't know, is that the guardian angels of the churches? Is it like... A group of angels for that overseeing that church? What is the church? The body of the people. Is it the priests, the ministers of that church? We don't exactly know. Oh, okay, I'm going into a little bit of more detail because you got to really set the stage, right? Got to set the stage for Revelations. That was just chapter one. Wasn't so scary, right? Wasn't so scary. We're going to do this. This is going to be so amazing. You're going to be so excited when you finish the book of Revelations. You're going to be like, wow. For many of you, you might even think it's your favorite book in the Bible. It's way more powerful. Who put it in our minds that it was scary? Maybe that was a setup to get us not to read it. Because why would, why would they keep us from reading the book of Revelations? To re- so, because God's going to reveal himself more and more and more. Why do they think we don't have the brain capacity to understand or to get the message 
that we need at that moment. Wow. Okay, so here we are moving on to Job 31:32. He's still suffering and he finishes well, actually, no. He's probably going to speak more. Yes, of course. But in 31, he's talking to his friends and he's just saying, "Hey, if I did all these horrible things, right? I'm on 31. Yes. If I did all these horrible things, well, then I should be punished. Yeah. If I was f- walked with falsehood or my foot was hurried after deceit, let God weigh me in the honest scales and he will know that I am blameless. So he's saying, if I stepped, if my steps have turned from the path, uh, if my heart has been led by my eyes or if my hands have been defiled, then may others eat what I have sown. So he's saying, if I did this, then I should get the consequences. If I really did this, but I don't think I did. So if I did, I should be judged. Sure, but I didn't do it. So it almost sounds like he's getting a little bit arrogant from the friend's perception, perspective, both. Um, Is he? I don't know. He's just saying, hey, I didn't do that. If I did, if I... um, if I had denied justice to any of my servants, whether male or female, when they have grievance against me, um, what what will I do when God confronts me? So he's saying, if I did that, then yeah, I would deserve the consequences. And it goes on and on. If I dis- denied the z- desires of the poor, if I have concealed my sins as people do. So if you're listening to this as a friend, you might think, golly, this guy is a little arrogant, justifying his behavior, constantly justifying. So finally, another friend, chapter 32, speaks up and says, time out. I've kept my mouth shut. You guys have all been blabbing back and forth. You, the friends, have been condemning him, um, but have found no fault or no, ref- you're not able to refute what he's saying. Um, okay, so, but the other friends, they were exhausted. They just stopped answering him. They're like, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm flabbergasted. Job just kept rattling on. Finally, the friend says, okay, stop it. That's enough. Listen to what you're saying. And he said, I didn't want to speak up because I'm the younger of you guys, but this... I have to say my two cents because it's about to burst out of me. I have so much to say. Now, remember, he was angry. I don't know if he's angry at Job, angry at the friends, angry at the situation. I don't know. Or if he's just angry at the way that they have lacking self-control or discernment. I don't know. We are going to get that in the next chapter. Um, But he's just saying, look, something inside of me, it's the spirit that compels me to speak. I must speak and find relief. (laughs) Hasn't that happened before where you just say, I just, I just can't, I can't keep this in anymore. I must speak. And that's it. That's it. That's happening at chapter 32. So obviously chapter 33, he's going to let them have it. I don't know. Good, bad. I don't know, but he's going to speak. (laughs) Okay. All right, my friends, that was Job 31, 32. And we did it. We started Revelations. That was Revelations 1. Go back and read it as you know now. Oh, now it's not even me compelling you. Right here, Revelations, 
verse three, yes, says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of the prophecy, this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. So if nothing else, if you don't understand revelations, don't let fear creep in. Don't let confusion creep in. Maintain the spirit of curiosity and the open willingness to understand. That's it. If you don't understand, that's okay. Be curious. But I suggest you take this chapter, read it out loud, because not because I suggested, but because it literally said, blessed is the one who reads it out loud. <laughs> That's so good. I'm amazed every time. Every time. This is crazy. Craziness. All right. All right, my friends. Job 31, 32 and Revelations 1. All right. Have a good one. I shall talk to you soon.